Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of The Chilling Coven. Today, we're talking about episode eight. What is it called again? <laughs> the Burial. The Burial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Guys, you ever feel like you are in a weird dimension? Um, like a weird alternate dimension where up is down, left is right. Chris is Ross, and Ross is Chris. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like that is how I'm living today. It's really weird. So, let's talk about introducing our co-hosts here. Um, first up, Ross, Airhorn, Coltrane, Ross Trent, Rastafarian Jones. What's going doing? on? How you doing? Great. How about you, man? I'm doing great. Good. I do good. Just happy to be here. Okay, great. I'm I'm happy that you're here too, man. Thanks. What's new, Airhorn? Anything good? Nothing. We're, we're, are we going to see another Clint Eastwood movie? <laughs> I'm not sure if another one's coming out, but <laughs> I don't know. I hope so. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, now, without any further introduction, Chris Conforti. What's up, man? How's it going? I'm good. How about you? I'm great. <laughs> I'm great. How about you? Doing good. I have nothing to, nothing to talk about, but you know, <laughs> nothing new. Nothing new. Oh, that's that's super interesting. That's great. Um, now you can admit that I'm a bigger Clint Eastwood fan, though, right? No, no, my collection's bigger than yours. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, I think I have all the Blu-rays. You have VHS. Or no, I have VHS. <laughs> You have DVDs. He's got the soundtracks, too. <laughs> yeah, I got the soundtrack. You don't. Well, Ross, what do you think about movies? You're more of a music guy, right? Yeah. I, 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 like, the, I like the music in this episode a lot. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they had any music in this episode. No, they did. They did. You, got, <laughs> you just didn't listen to the music choreography in the background. I, I, I like the synth sounds. What? Uh, all the synth sounds in the back. Uh, okay. He's right. There is music in the episode, but you really got to listen. <laughs> I'm the music guy. <laughs> you are the music guy. Uh, <laughs> that's right. That is right. Okay, so Chris, um, today we're talking about Chapter 8, The Burial. <laughs> it is written by Christiane Hedeke. And Lindsay Calhoun Bring. Um, and the episode is directed by Maggie Kylie, who has done episodes of Riverdale. Yeah, Riverdale, yeah. American Horror Story. Um, she has done uh, The Night Flyers, Insatiable, Impulse, 911, all of that. But without further ado, Russ, do you wanna do you wanna talk about the episode or should we go right to Chris? <laughs> Let's just jump into it. All right. All right, go ahead, Chris. All right. The episode starts with Ambrose chatting with Sabrina about her plans and reveals that Luke has in uh, high in with the high priest and may be able to help Ambrose shorten his sev- uh, sent- sentence. Uh, Zelda gets word about the accident at the mines and alerts Sabrina she runs out of the mines looking for Harvey. 
And and I, I really like the opening scene with Ambrose eating bacon. Bacon cause. <laughs> yeah, Ross, I agree. I thought that was a good scene. I thought that was a really good scene. Most of his I notes. have notes for this. <laughs> that was most of his notes. The opening scene. Oh, oh, oh. All right. I only write notes when I think they're funny, guys. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. All right, so Russ, go ahead. You mean Chris? Chris? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll go on with all my notes. No, like, Chris. Like, I, I think Susie has a really good sing. Oh wait, no, that's not Susie. Roz, 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 Roz is a good singing voice. No, 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 we're not there yet. We can't. Roz, you're skipping ahead like usual. Let's <laughs> go ahead. Okay. All right. Let me collect myself here. All right. All right. Uh, outside the mines, it's complete chaos. Family members, emergency responders, people everywhere. Among the chaos, Sabrina finally finds Harvey, who seems uninjured. He tells her that his brother Tommy is still in the mines trapped. Uh, Then they discover that no one is able to get through. Sabrina then gets word that Susie went went to her and she comes out with Tommy's hard hat. Uh, Mr. Kinkle tells the crowd to go home. Only staff and emergency workers can stay. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was a great scene, by the way. Yeah. I love when Sabrina arrives and she's like, Harvey, Harvey, have you seen Harvey? Yeah. She's like, yo, Sabrina, I'm like right here. Yeah, yeah. She's asking everybody. Yeah. That was a good scene. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm trying not to laugh. Okay. Yeah, keep going, man. All right. Harvey tells Sabrina that Tommy saved him and that the mines held uh, just enough to get him through. Sabrina quickly thinks about her protection spell. He asks her to stay there with him. And I, I, I really like this scene uh, when they're talking to each other. Any scene with Harvey and Sabrina in it, I, I, I really like. <laughs> well, I do too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me three. Um, back at the mortuary, Ambrose says he did some... Uh, pro, uh, Artro projecting And there wasn't any survivors Yeah he does astro projection Astro yeah astro. And he tries to go into the mines He can't stay there too long But yeah. he noticed In that short time he notices that There's no survivors yeah. There are no survivors Yeah, I really, I really like Ambrose in all these scenes too <laughs> Yeah I did too I think he's really good what scene in particular? Was it that scene? All of them. Oh, right, right. <laughs> He's the best. Um, Harvey sees his dad already giving up, looking for Tommy. Harvey gets pissed and tells Sabrina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does tell, he tells her. He does. Right. Uh, <laughs> <my favorite> <laughs> he does. He tells her. He tells her everything. Oh. All right. Oh. Nick Scratch hears that Sabrina missed 
uh, the last few days because of the um, mining accident. Uh, uh, A Agatha, Dorcas, uh, and they laugh about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, let me just tell you something about Nick Scratch. <laughs> I, I, Nick Scratch only cares if he could be with Sabrina. He even asks Harvey if, if he's dead. He seems and he seems mad when the weird sisters tell him it's Tommy that got hurt and not Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> he does seem that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, what's up with that? I don't know. He, he wants Sabrina, but he just can't have her. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Nick Scratch is creepy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's creepy. And I know he's Chris like, and EJ... <laughs> Think that he's Satan, and I'm starting to come along with it now too. <laughs> we're Satan from the get-go. You're you're just getting into this idea now. But you guys were like the forefront on it, but I'm getting into it now. All right, Russ. It's a little yeah. creepy. <laughs> I mean, uh, wait. We just saw in the other episode where he was just like stalking Sabrina. Now he's getting overly creepy. <laughs> what right. was that? What was that? Uh, witch. Dreams in a Witch House or yeah. whatever it was? Yeah, yeah. Where he's just sitting out there, like, waiting for the subway <laughs> all night. You mean when she goes to the witch school? Yeah, where he's just sitting out there all night waiting for her. <laughs> I think it was just coincidence <laughs> that they were at the stairs at the same time. I don't think... <laughs> all right, I was just really creepy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. All right. Chris, go ahead. Okay. Uh, Sabrina has a heart-to-heart -heart and asks Hilda about death. Hilda reveals that the soil from uh, Cain's garden uh, that is able to only bring back witches. Chris, right. you're like a good history guy. Can you tell me a little bit about Cain? I'm not sure right now. <laughs> I... Wow. <laughs> All right. Well. I guess it's not American history. I guess you wouldn't know it then. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, man. At the funeral, all of Greendale seems to be there. Uh, Wardwell and Sabrina discuss the possibility of the Weird Sisters possibly amusing, uh, um, accusing the my or I don't know. I even know. I don't even know what I wrote. I, I can't read this. Oh, <laughs> causing the mine accident. Causing the mine accident. That's right. Yeah. I mean, you do keep saying you have bad penmanship. Maybe you need to fix it. Yeah, Chris, that's something you I, can. Write I, I got to work on this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, buddy. Harvey gets up to up to do the eulogy and gets choked up thinking about how Tommy always protected him. Then good old Mr. Kinko gets up and calls Tommy an honorable man and loves and he how he loved the mines. Harvey freaks out and then false this this false statement. They get into an argument and gets a little physical and knock knock one's knock the you gotta fix they that knock handwriting. Over. <laughs> knock over the empty casket. Yeah. And yeah. I, I just want to say I love the scene when Harvey gives his eulogy, even though I I even spelled eulogy horribly wrong on my notes. <laughs> and, but it's so touching. Oh. It's just so touching. Yeah. Very touching. It was very touching. I think it, this is might be the best scene in the whole thing. Yeah. I think I think you're pretty right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Chris. All right. <laughs> Mr. Kinko continues to argue with Harvey outside and is about to strike him when Aunt Zelda stops it. 
openly using her magic. Yeah, right? Like, I thought that was yeah. weird, because she... Yeah, he takes she takes his hand, and he tries to make a fist, and he she opens it. And yeah, then... she, like, closes her hands like a little trap, yeah. right? Yeah. Like a little Venus flytrap. Yeah. And she's like, do not... Yeah. Do that. It, it stops him, like, right there. It was just a... I like that scene. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Zelda is awesome in this scene. Yeah. She's no. really cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you go ahead. Man. All right. At the, books, at the bookstore, <laughs> Sabrina asks Mrs. Wardwell, Miss Wardwell, for help to bring Tommy back from the dead. And I feel like Wardwell isn't trying to directly persuade Sabrina, but kind of is. Right. Yeah. No, I, I would agree. I feel like... Miss Wordwell's like, oh, it's such a bad idea to do something like that. Yeah. You would need a book of the dead, which I have in my office. But oh, you know, ooh, I shouldn't even she, told you that. She 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 knows what she's doing. Oh yeah, she she knows she what knows. she's doing. Oh yeah, yeah, she does. Uh, Blackwood talks to Ambrose and thinks his loyalty is admirable. Also, Zelda has a word with Blackwood and things get steam uh, steamy. I guess that's what yeah, I Yeah, I would say steamy. Steamy. <laughs> steamy. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because they kind of like... It's like... <laughs> I can't handle this. I feel like I'm surrounded. It's like a rust surround sound. All right. All right. So now... All right. Harvey depressed as F. Uh, Susie keeps getting visits... From um, ancestor uh, Dorothea, uh, and R- Roz fills in Sabrina about a vision she had when she picked up the w- hard hat. Roz saw saw two creepy girls in the mines trying to crush two doll- dolls with rocks. <laughs> Sabrina quickly figures it out. The weird sisters. Must put all that beer, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I had too much beer today. Oh my gosh. That's all right, Chris. Chris. And Chris always drinks beers on these episodes. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I guess I I should open my eyes because I'm he's sitting right next to me. Yeah. All right, go ahead, Chris. All right, Sabrina asks Prudence for help. She agrees to help Sabrina because of, uh, the feast of feasts. Yeah, her from the feast of feasts. Yeah. Yep. They confront the sisters, and after one threat from Prudence, Dorcas. Sells out Agatha as the mastermind. Sabrina tells Agatha life for life for a life, and tells Prudence to bring her to the resurrection later. Nick Scratch, lying Nick Scratch, aka the Dark Lord, yeah. overhears and wants in on doing the necromancy. Uh, Sabrina sneaks into Wardwell's office and steals the Book of the Dead. <laughs> Can we just go back here for a second here? Because <laughs> yeah. I, I love Sabrina's rage when she tells the weird sisters that she's going to take one of their lives. And then and then Nick Scratch wants to be there to see it all happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that was... That's a good note. I <laughs> Is that all the notes you got for this episode? Is that all you got? Was that the end of the episode? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're only like halfway through. That's all the notes I have for that. <laughs> oh that was God. all the funny parts you had for that. Oh, okay. I only do the funny parts. <laughs> 
I can't handle this. I can't handle this. All right, Chris, proceed. Okay. In the woods, Sabrina, Nick, Dorcas, uh, Prudence, well, Dork, Dorcas, yeah. Prudence and uh, uh, Agatha uh, stand in a circle and begin the resurrection spell. On the third stage of the spell, Sabrina slashes the throat of Agatha. We quickly see that Wardwell is watching from afar. They finalize the spell and heave to the Spellman Mortuary. Oh, head to the Spellman Mortuary. They start to dig into the soil that can bring Hilda back to life and bury Agatha there. Ambrose is turned about the whole situation. Sabrina f- uh, fills him in on her plan and he thinks that she went to f- too far. In the meantime, Agatha comes back to life and Prudence threatens her to ne- never do anything without her permission again. Right. Yeah. That was a lot that happened. Like, because well, uh, yeah. basically Sabrina had put in forth this plan to sacrifice Agatha, but she knows she can bring Agatha back in the soil uh, in the um, Garden of Cain. Yeah. So she has this all in plan and Prudence goes along. She's like, oh, yeah, we'll kill my sister. But then she comes back. Okay, I will do it. And then I'll teach her a lesson not to do anything without my permission first. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sabrina is actually explaining all this to Ambrose. And Ambrose is like, because you, you went too far. This is too far. Yeah. No. Too like, far. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and... <laughs> And uh, and so we see that the plan is kind of working out in, yeah. in so far because yeah. Agatha does come back from the dead and they're hoping that now Tommy, 13 hours later, should be back. Yeah, yeah. That's the right. timeline. Right. <laughs> That's the timeline. That's right. <laughs> The, the next day at school, Sabrina asks Roz more about her visions and that the blindness was a curse brought on by a witch. Supposedly, this is what Roz's grandmother thinks. Uh, Blackwood asks Ambrose to lessen his sentence to come work with him at the academy. Right. Yeah. Um, and things get freaky with Zelda and Blackwood again. Yeah. This he- is really creepy. <laughs> what the? They get they get it on. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to? Black, Blackwood is like married. We we we've, we've seen his wife. Like, yeah. What what's going on here? <laughs> Do they like, like get a divorce? I don't know. <laughs> no. No. They're just boyoinging. Does Blackwood mistake Zelda for his actual wife? Is that what happened? What? Is Blackwood going blind? No. I cannot handle two Rosses at once. (laughs) Oh, my God. These questions. Guys, come on. Come on. Did did he go blind? <laughs> well, that, that's a callback. That's a callback from call another episode. Callback to Roz. Wait, wait, wait. And then Ross, you said, uh, Chris Ross, you said you were like, did did he confuse her as his wife? <laughs> How? Is he going blind? All right, Chris or Ross, Chris? No, no. This is a callback to Riverdale. 
the episode where they go oh, in the right, hospital. Right, right. And yeah. you, oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's a okay. callback. It's a callback. It's a callback. Yeah. All right. It's a running joke. Okay. What now? Where's Sabrina when this is happening? That's a good question. I feel like Sabrina is busy. She's busy. Like, I don't know. I, I think she's out in the graveyard waiting for Tommy's body to arrive. I don't know. Yeah. Harvey is having a hard time coping with everything. Sabrina tries to console him, but... He says he will be okay. After waiting all day, Sabrina starts to think the resurrection didn't work and realizes the mistake she made because uh, Tommy is still in the mines. She rushes there and sees that the entrance is smashed open. Uh, at the Kinkle home, Harvey and his, and Miss, um, and his father hear a creepy, uh, eerie rapping at the door. Um, the episode ends with Harvey... Open, opening the door. Yeah. Yeah, so we get where it's, it leads to this huge, suspenseful moment. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Sabrina's waiting for Tommy to come back mm -hmm. to life. Yeah. And when she's talking to Ambrose, she's like, oh my gosh. Wait, he didn't come back. Like, his clothes were still there in the woods. He's like, no, the body comes back. Yeah. And she's like, oh, well, it's still in the mines. Mm -hmm. So she runs there. Yeah. And she sees, like, the entrance of the mines that was all boarded up is now, like, yep. just broken through. What yeah. do you think? What kind of animal would have done that? <laughs> no animal. <laughs> it was Tommy, man. A resurrected Tommy. I'm just saying, I don't think he has that kind of strength. Yeah. He didn't seem like he was that powerful. Maybe he had a shovel and he just broke through. Well, he uh, he was a football player, so they have they have a lot of power. That is true, Chris. <laughs> what? He, he, is, he was a football player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was a football player, so that makes sense, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess I I just wasn't sure. All right. I just had to make sure. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. No. So he breaks through. Yeah. He's not in the mine anymore. And Serena's like, oh, no, where could he be? So we cut to the Kinkle home. Yeah. And that's when Harvey hears this weird rapping at the door. Yeah. Right? And it's, it's more, um, there's huge spaces in between each knock. Yeah. It's like, so it's kind of like, boom. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, what the hell is that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that then, was really creepy. Yeah, I thought it was really creepy, too. Uh, like, did you think, like, obviously it's Tommy coming back, but yeah. you guys know more than I do because I I haven't watched the next episode yet, so... I watched all of them right when this started. <laughs> well, I fucking knew you did. I knew it. <laughs> all right, well... Well, out of all these episodes, he didn't have many notes, so, you know... Right, right, right. No, I don't got notes for this either. Well, let's talk about some of the Easter eggs. Definitely don't have notes for that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's talk about some of the Easter eggs that were in here. Let's get so, into the Easter eggs. All right, so Ambrose mentions Monkey Paw. He's like, what, what do you need, like a Monkey Paw or something? Now, <laughs> Monkey Paw in 1948 is a film, and it's a movie where a mother of wishes... Of course it is. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Um, a mother wishes for the return of her dead son on... She gets three wishes on a monkey paw, yeah. and each time you use it, something horrible happens. So even if the son returned, he wouldn't be the same. Like most movies here, I haven't seen that one either. <laughs> All right, Trots. Thank you for clearing that up. Of course. Uh, we see a poster for Newman the Great. He was a m- magician, uh, same as Houdini. We get mention of Houdini because... Yeah. Um, Harry Houdini. Right. Uh, Ambrose, it, it's suggested by Blackwood yeah. that Ambrose hung out with Houdini yeah. and actually taught him some stage magic. Um, so I thought that was pretty neat. And then they mention Crowley. He's uh, he, he mentions that one of the gentlemen that Ambrose was hanging out with at that time, he looked up to him. He was almost like a father figure to him because... Ambrose also lost his father at a young age. Yeah. And so he was always searching for that father figure. And he said he was a real Crowley. Now, Aleister Crowley was an English occultist, uh, a magician, poet, painter, novelist, and mountaineer. He founded the religion of Thelema, identifying himself as the prophet entrusted with guiding humanity into the aeon of Horus in the early 20th century. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And then we get the mention of Helter Skelter. Mm-hmm. Now, I think this is not so much to do with the, the Beatles, but more so the Manson family. And they were known to be occultist and doing horrific things. Um, so that are that's all my notes for um, the... Pop culture and Easter egg references. And he, he, AJ, if you don't know, he's seen all of these movies. I, thank you. Yeah, I have. I've seen a lot of the movies. Now, he actually just watched them in reverse sometimes, too. <laughs> uh, well, that's weird. Um, so here are the witch's notes for episode eight. And if, Ross, you could read them. Oh, oh I did so well the last episode. All right. Hilda explains that she comes back with soil harvested from Cain's garden and soaked with Abel's blood. As mentioned in episode 5, the story of Cain and Abel comes from the book of Genesis in the Bible. During the service, Roz sings Blessed Be the Tie That Binds by, Pap- by Baptist Pastor John Fawcett. And I just want to say, Roz has a good singing voice. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Wordwell and Sabrina talk about the necromancy, which is usually the act of conjuring the dead of divination. Divination. One of them. (laughs) Divination, you're right. Wordwell says that the spell needs an eye for an eye, a life for a life, which is taken from Scripture, Exodus 21, 23-25. But if there is harm... Then you shall pay life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wounds, stripe for stripe. (laughs) Roz has a vision. A vision of an event that happened in another place or time beyond normal sensory contact is called... Clear, 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 clairvoyance, clairvoyance, 
from the French clair, meaning clear, and voyant, meaning seeing. Summoning prudence in Latin. Oh, God. I definitely don't have notes for this one. Hic ante curriculum apparatus prudentia prudence in pulchra figura humana and torusiate alquia. Oh, I got this one. Here before this circle, prudence, in good human shape and torturosity. Tortuosity. The Book of the Dead is also the name for an ancient Egyptian funerary text used as far back as 1515 BCE. Okay. Summoning the hounds, they call them guardians of the door. These might be a type of liminal deity, god or goddess, who presides over doorways, often associated with the passage between life and death. Huh, interesting. <laughs> Latin in the ritual, nocivacare te, if, if we call you, apri a anuam. Open door. Vida est vida. Life is life. And that's all for the witch's notes. So she had notes for that. <laughs> that's yeah. why we don't have Ross ever do the witch's notes again. What? I thought he did a great job. You didn't think Ross did okay? Not good at Latin. He's not good at Latin. It shows. <laughs> it shows. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> I told you this is why I never wanted to do them. Oh my god. There's a reason why I never did the witch's notes. Oh my That's god. why I stick with music. <laughs> He's a music man. <laughs> I can't even. I hate you guys. I, I want to say I want to thank um, uh, Chris uh, for doing a good job with all the notes. Uh, great good, job! Good job! Yeah, <laughs> I want to thank, thank Ross for for all his work. Hey, I only do things that are funny. That's my job here. I don't have any notes if they're not funny. <laughs> I, I have I have right now. I actually have two pages of notes, and one of them is completely blank. I guess there's nothing funny in this episode. Nothing funny. I don't know what you guys want me to do. What am I? I don't know what you guys want me to say. You guys always have everything covered. I just got to do the funny stuff. So, I just want to say, Chris, great job with your Ross and Ross. You gave Chris a shot. <laughs> you didn't try to do Chris at all. Oh, I can't. <laughs> you oh. did, though. Because oh. of the penmanship. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, that was one part out of that. Oh. oh, my gosh. No, this was hilarious. Thank you guys so much. I was crying and laughing. Um, the funny is back, y'all. We, 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 we've taken over each other's entities again. We hope uh, you enjoyed the upside-down version Oh my gosh! this podcast. The funny is back, y'all. Uh, 
I can't even handle it. I was like laughing so hard. I was crying. I, oh my God. Um, no guys, thank you so much for checking our show out and listening. Sorry if we were crazy this episode. It's an eggnog. It's enchanted. I tell you. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, no, I had such a great time. If you guys want, you could follow. Oh, well, Ross, do you want to do the plugs? Yeah. Actual Ross. Actual yeah. Ross, I'll do, do the, the plugs. Because fake Ross doesn't have it memorized. <laughs> right. All right, you can follow us on Twitter at Chilling Coven. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, you can email us at chillingcoven at gmail.com. Uh, thanks to our friendly neighborhood witch for giving us all the 411 on the cool witchcraft info. Um, and, you know, we plan on doing our season finale in Salem mm-hmm. in like two to three weeks. So. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully it happens, and we can't wait to do that. Right. And if then, not, then we're going to take you all down a mine tour, because we have a local mine tour, and we're just going to try to cause a cave-in. Well, <laughs> count me out. I <laughs> enjoy life. Fine, I guess we'll sail them. All right. So, um, Chris, do you have anything you would like to plug really fast, dude? Uh, No. Not right now. No. I'm working on some cool things, but you guys aren't super cool enough yet for me to say anything. Wow, that's really deceptive <laughs> and trashy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I really got. I, I, as Ross so astutely pointed out before, nothing's going on. So. Oh, well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us. We appreciate it. We hope you guys had a good time. I know I certainly had a good time. Ross, did you have a good time? Oh You're- yeah, funny is back. All right, funny is back, and then Chris, did you have a good time? I had a great time. Exceptional work on your Ross, by the way. You really channeled. You really channeled. You really channeled me. Yeah. Right. He did. He did a good job. No, but uh, I guess with that all being said, all I have to say is, time, time to fly. And we're flying. Flying. Da 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 da